Hello, hello. How's it going? It is Sunday again. I feel like the weekly thing is enough, <laughs> especially when I don't have other people to talk to. Probably should start setting up some Discord, Skype, something. The Discord stuff went well. I think I did, yeah, three? Yeah. I did Sparky, Doug, and then the Neil one. They were all really good, so I should probably work in that direction. So, yeah, maybe start throwing out some invites because, God, who knows how long I can just babble. <laughs> Although, if you ask friends and relatives, I never shut the fuck up. So, eh, what, whatever. It's weird. Back on just to the notion of this podcast, and I kind of looked, and I started doing the weekly roundup, whatever. I just started doing this solo, flip the switch on, and record for 30 to an hour, and just go. And it's so, I started July 13th and I just went weekly. And like I said, I've brought a handful of people on here and chatted with. I don't like it as much as when they come sit down and we actually chat. Those long forms are kind of, that's the format I like. And so it is cool though. So it's the middle of February, like it's, I guess, past mid-month, but I've been doing this for eight months now, which is kind of staggering. So that's what, 26 plus episodes. And it's been going well. I don't mind sitting down and just kind of yakking, making a little mini list of what I want to talk about and just kind of go over some stuff. And there's been, God bless you all, there's been a handful of loyal people that have been listening to me and send me feedback and comments and interact with me occasionally. Um, during some portions, I would get more interaction. Like I went through 80s, 90s stuff. I got some really good feedback, whether it was on the music one, the movies one, the TV one. The TV one probably had the less impact because I think people are less inclined to go back and watch 80s TV. Kind of like I mentioned, it's mostly throwaway trash <laughs> that was just pop culture gold if you lived through it. The 90s, I probably should go back and I've never watched X-Files. Like religiously and it's probably still as replay value um and there's some other shows in there like even Buffy the Vampire Slayer still has rewatch value that's late 90s um also I wasn't a Seinfeld guy so maybe I shouldn't be raving about the 90s as much as I did <laughs> but yeah it's kind of neat with the interaction and stuff like that and just I do enjoy going in and kind of keeping track of my stats I don't let them either bring me up or get me down. It's kind of nice to see what countries I've been listened to in and just the trends, like the spike you get the day after you upload something and then kind of how it peters off and then how they, if they do throw you into a random radio station or podcast playlist, you do get quite the hit. And I've had some pretty random podcasts of mine, like just a September one out of nowhere. September 14th. It's like my most listened to podcast since I started doing weekly. And no reason that I can think of. The next most is the July 13th one, which I get. That's me starting into this. And so then there's a few other randos in there for most listened to. Um, so yeah, it's kind of neat to look at the stats. But the thing I like, and 
I don't know if it means anything as a metric. I've never had a month under 100 plays, which is nice, considering I think I'd mentioned this when I started this. June, I had 10 plays. So June 2020. And so, and I only started July on the 13th, so I probably missed a week or two of recording in there. But I've religiously stayed over 100. Sometimes it's like 105, so still. But, and it's kind of constantly been going up. December December dipped, but then it's kind of been mid to low 100s. Uh, where am I? January was 174. So yeah. And November was 198. So I got close to cracking 200. So keep putting in the work, keep going at it. Keep just kind of thinking through the week recording. And if you guys come and listen to my bullshit, then like I said, God bless you. (laughs) It's funny this week. I did go back and listen to the July 13th one. And I noticed, I remember somewhere in the last few months, I had kind of an internal monologue. And I think I talked it out in here about just going a little slower and thinking through what I want to say. And now when I listen to that July 13th episode, it feels like I'm speed talking, or at least maybe I'm over criticizing myself. But it feels like I would say a sentence and you, if you pay attention and listen with, a he- with headphones on, you can hear me like... <gasps> And then blurt out another sentence and then deep breath in and just a cycle of that instead of just sitting composed and thinking it through and kind of just relaxing and talking. And I think I have got used to this now that I am doing it on a regular basis because I'm talking weekly. And even when I had guests, I think I would run out of shit to say. I know that I at least once or twice I had a during the headlights moment with whoever I was talking to because it's like oh cool yeah yeah and then you're like well where do we go from here and you gotta quickly off the top of your head find a way to take that conversation in a new direction and there is an art to conversation and I think and it's funny because the one time happened with someone that I've been friends with since my 20s teens late teens when I moved here and you think those would be easy conversations but then when there's a microphone jammed in front of your face and it's dance monkey dance time because you're recording it um yeah it's weird but I've only had it a couple times and for those few times where I've had a complete stranger over it's it's actually gone really well I don't think I've done under an hour maybe one that's been at an hour if they weren't a super tight friend but I've like some of them three four hours when someone like Jason would come over he's such an engaging guy and really just smooth and easy to talk to and he's interesting and he does so many cool different things and just he has some notoriety the dude's a best-selling author illustrator so it's he's used to being interviewed by pros so talking to a bumbling fuck like me is probably way easier for him and we're both super nerdy same age-ish And so we talk about the same stuff, right? Or like our interests are the same veins mostly. And we're both Gen Xers. So it's neat. So it's cool to think it through and look at it and kind of listen to the progressions that I've made as just the ability to talk and to, I don't want to say, but I guess it is, it's filling dead air. You don't want dead space on a podcast even when I did some Twitch stuff or any of this stuff, my YouTube videos, 
I'm still sitting on just one. I should probably work on that. But writing scripts is a lot harder work than you think. And I've deemed that for YouTube, I probably should have a full-blown script going forward and then read it and then edit the visuals after the fact as opposed to I think my NBA draft one I did it with a slideshow and so I'd have to remember to talk about what's on the screen hit the space bar or whatever to go to the next slide and then there's too much pressure on my mind of to do things that are outside of the content that I'm trying to deliver so it's weird how it's the same as this but different than this this I like it's hit the red record button and go. And so at least I've made some progress. I'm not racing to spit out what I'm trying to say or what's in my brain. And so I do feel I am more relaxed and we just need this shit to end so I can have some people over and get this rolling, get it going. On that note, I've (laughs) no idea how fast the vaccine thing's going to go. I've heard fall for everyone to get it. So once again, is this summer a write-off? Which would suck, mostly for kids, right? I have so many amazing, vivid memories of family vacations. Um, we do, Well, I'm trying to think of all the places. I have memories of a road trip to Alberta, and then St. Louis, Nevada, which included Reno, which was super cool, but I was too young to kind of get it for kind of Vegasy Nevada casino town but there was like circus circus and some kid stuff and it was just cool to go to like middle of america and see different kind of landscapes and just go on a road trip with your family um i don't know it's just kind of i do reminisce about some of those road trips they were great even just taking the camper winnebago or whatever down to minot for I don't know how long you even went if it was a week a weekend and just I've kind of been reminiscing about that stuff and so I think I mentioned this last time so what I want to kind of start doing is having um, destination weekends and just pick some stuff that's all within let's say a three to eight hour drive so that you can get up drive and then go somewhere for and enjoy your Friday night all Saturday day Saturday evening and then get up Sunday and come back home and get in a solid two days somewhere cool that you can check it out and build memories around it and I don't know if that's kind of I don't know why I've been fixated on this lately I don't know if it's because my kid's a teenager now and I'm maybe paranoid that he doesn't have any quality father-son memories <laughs> aside from gaming together and <laughs> being nerds together which is quality but I want to kind of make it more like I said destination sightseeing um, I know I made a few trips with him to Edmonton to visit friends and one of his favorite things used to be the wave pool at the West Edmonton Mall. And I want to expand on that so he has other stuff to talk about. And so I know I have been Googling kind of cool little day trips and stuff like Drumhill or Alberta is a big dinosaur thing. And, I don't, and he's 13, so I don't even know if he gives a fuck about dinosaurs anymore. So I just have to find these cool 
destinations. I keep saying that, but just cool places to go, hang out, taking some stuff, and just unplug, I think, is the big thing. I know my family, we had a, I think it was from 12, 13 to my teen, later, late teens, early 20s, maybe even younger we got it, but we had a cabin at a lake nearby, and I have many great memories of that, and it's, there was no internet when I was a kid, and so I think it was a lot easier to just unplug the family and just go somewhere. There's less to do. So you go for more walks. You're out in the sun more. There was water stuff to do. Um, We had one of those foot paddle boats to use. And then once I think I got 16, 17, the dad bought me one of those little aluminum fishing boats with a minimum little horsepower engine. But I got to zip around in that and just... There were some good summertime memories there. And I don't know if kids are missing out on that. It's just, you're so plugged in to social media, video gaming. There's so much more. And I can't complain because I'm sitting in front of a super expensive computer that I bought for myself for gaming, recording, podcasting, video, the whole nine yards. And so I do enjoy the video game culture and nerd culture, but my in my upbringing like it's been my choice as an adult to go that way and now I do have the balance also that I do go for runs and I do just some outside stuff but growing up I would go through those spurts of I don't know fuck weeks of just gaming or whatever so and now we're locked down so maybe that's why I'm thinking about it it's interesting so I'm gonna make my list and we'll see how much stuff opens up even if renting cottages because then that's just you and maybe one or two others so just go rent a place airbnb is bigger than ever so now you don't have to pay the expense of hotel stuff and you don't want to at least i don't want to drive to a new city and rent a hotel and just stay at a howard johnson in another city that's not kind of what i want to do so find places that have either like cabins cottages some form of moderate roughing it right like i get wi-fi will probably be necessary for the boy and for myself to a point but just i don't i don't think even roughing it's the point of it just to kind of get out and do something and see the world and then force them to talk to me for a drive (laughs) but that all contingents on the world opening it up so Hopefully something, even if I can sneak in one a month for, let's say, May, June, July, August, something like that, and just get away four times this year, once a month, have a long weekend-ish thing that we do. I think I would be thrilled with that. And then maybe things are better. I don't even, I don't think he'd be prepared to go back to school. I think he's been super enjoying this learning from home because he knows that if he puts in the work and busts his butt... He's done school by 10, 11 in the morning, then the day's his, right? So smart on him. But yeah, shit needs to open up. I'm running out of solo things to do. Now that at least it's around zero again, I've been running the last four days again. And I think there's only at the end of this week, next Saturday, Sunday, I think it goes back to minus 20 something for two days. And then I think as much as you buy into long range forecasts, at least it should shake it off and then march forward is zero and up so and that's well above my exercise outdoor threshold to keep me moving
because God knows I fell off my diet there. So at least I reined it in and recognized it before I got completely out of control and back into like bag of chips and pop mode and just binge watch television. So it's good. It was nice to kind of just let my body heal a little bit. But then even after two weeks off and then going for a run again a few days in a row, I got sore again. So you got to keep it up and maintain because I remember when I started running a year and a half or two years ago, the day after (laughs) I ran, and this was on one of those couch to 5k programs. It's not like I got up and ran five kilometers. Like I think I ran for like a minute and walked for 45 seconds and ran for a minute, then walked for 45 and then run for 30 seconds. Like it was a very gradual program, but I could barely fucking walk after day one. Like who knows how many decades it had been since I'd run probably wrestling training when I was 37. And so I'm 46. So wrestling was nine years ago. So that's the last time I kind of pushed my body. So I hadn't done like rigorous exercise in my 40s. And I'm on the other side of 45 towards 50 now. So I got to maintain it now. It's nuts. I'll just I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be weak. Like even when I looked up how many push-ups you can do and they broke it down by decade. They were, if you're 20, you can do this many. If you're 30, you can do this many. It said, um, I think in your 40s, you still should be able to do 20, pu- 20 push-ups in a go. And I was pathetic and couldn't even do that out of the gates. It was so just rough. And then I I don't want to say weak though. I just, I felt soft considering I come from an athletic background and played sports for so long into my life. It just kind of kicked my butt to get going, but the cold snap really let the air to my tires, but eh, what do you do? So the warm weather, here we go. Let's get spring fucking rolling. Uh, what else has been going on? Not a lot of, a ch- not a bunch of change since last week. Um, my favorite thing by far is still watching WandaVision. I love that show every Friday. Like, I'm not used to episodic television, and I know I talked about this at length last time, so I won't go into the whole appeal of episodic and cliffhangers, which are brilliant, and I love it, as opposed to dumping 13 episodes in your lap, the Netflix style. But the show is so... Like, if you're nerdy enough and know enough about the comic history or have, have even at least dipped your toe into the pool of Marvel Comics, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but, like, you know stuff and have read stuff and are invested in the history of Marvel Comics, you know some of the stuff about Scarlet Witch and that. Like, I know I picked up and kind of shifted from DC to Marvel for a while right after Avengers Disassemble. And I'll shut up about it if you, most of you have not kind of know about this, but that's kind of where things shifted into Scarlet Witch being a major player in a shift up in the Marvel comic book universe going forward. And so it's really cool to see them doing something with these kind of, they're not the A-list Avengers, but they're super cool. And just to kind of show how powerful she is and just the interesting story of it too, like how um, her and a robot have a family and fall in love and stuff like that and kind of showing, because 
now it's 20 years after at least 20 years after avengers disassemble in the comics so the people who've read the comics know what the next 20 years may entail i know they've done civil war and some of the other stuff that they've cherry picked out of there but it kind of lays a foundation if they kind of follow the Brian Michael Bendis, Ed Brubaker kind of early 2000 Marvel comics route. Because there were some really good stories in there and some great stuff like House of M, Secret Invasion, Civil War. The movie doesn't capture what the comic series did. I wish they would have done Planet Hulk a hell of a lot better and then World War Hulk. They kind of missed the boat on that, but they can always turn it around. I don't know how they've, I'm sure they have way more qualified people roadmapping this shit than me, but I'm loving WandaVision. I hope that Bucky and Falcon or Winter Soldier or whatever you want to call them, um, I hope that show works out too, but so far, the two shows they've done, and I'll shut up about it after this, but Mandalorian and WandaVision have probably been my favorite Star Wars thing and now my favorite Marvel Comics thing in ages. I do like a lot of the Marvel movies, and like Phase 1, I think I liked everything. Phase 2, I didn't like Dark World, and I didn't like Iron Man 3. Otherwise, I really liked it. And then the last phase... There's stuff I just haven't watched, or I've watched it once. There's less rewatch value in it, so, and I still haven't watched Black Panther. The comic book character wasn't engaging to me, and it looks cool and all, but, uh, like, I kind of had to make myself sit down and watch Ant-Man 2, and I like him. <laughs> I think he's hilarious, so, and for some reason, I didn't realize that um, Evangeline Lilly was from Lost, considering I watched almost all of Lost up until it got stupid. But I forgot she was playing kind of the new version of Wasp. <laughs> I was wondering where I knew her from. But yeah, just Mandalorian, A++, WandaVision so far, brilliant. So watch them if you can now. Um, or... I guess what a lot of people are doing is they're wait now they are waiting for the whole series to play out so they're not doing like what I do with the episodic kind of thing and getting into the cliffhanger stuff is they just wait until a show's done its weekly run 8 10 12 episodes then they sign up for Disney Plus for like a month watch it catch up on all the new Disney and Pixar and all the movies that have come out since and then they cancel it so they're only paying for like a month then they wait for the next worthwhile tv show to wrap up then they get it for a month which is smarter because then it's getting fucking expensive if you have amazon prime which gets you amazon but then you have to pay six a month for stack tv another six dollars a month i think for stars so that starts adding up netflix i think has gone up closer to 15 dollars a month canadian and then, so then you have Disney, which is another $10, $12. Um, and then any other stuff, that, like all these subscription services. At the beginning, it was nice because Netflix was $10 a month as opposed to a $100 cable package to get you all the news and sports and all the channels you wanted to watch. And now all of a sudden, all these streaming services have bloated back up and are too expensive. So... I know I canceled Netflix, and so I'm just living off Disney because 
this episodic stuff has kind of got me. Plus, I still like having the option to flip on a Marvel movie or show or something Star Wars. Like, I had a friend pop in last week, and I just threw on, because we're nerds, I threw on Empire Strikes Back just to have it running, right? So I like the access to the Star Wars stuff. I don't, I wish they put the original three movies in their original format, though, and didn't have all the tinkering that he did in the 90s but i'm sure i have those somewhere on vhs also so but yeah it's so funny and then with the wandavision thing also i'll watch the episode and i guess the next three that lead up to the end of the season they're guaranteeing that they're one hour episodes and not 30 to 35 minutes each so that'll be nice too but then i go straight to youtube and start binging i almost spend more time on youtube watching all the theory craft channels talk about all the easter eggs that i missed and the lore and the history that i don't know about from characters from the 70s and 80s and maybe even further out than that that i'm missing these little things in the background or the hidden meaning because i'm not in-depth marvel guy i just have a um an appreciation for that company and at least the last 20 years that I've read so it's pretty cool but yeah that's my exciting life <laughs> um I was going to talk about the Gina Carano stuff but I'll just let that be um if you're a nerd you probably have to be under a rock the last seven days to not know she got canned by what are they called Lucasfilm I guess would be that division of Disney um, for social media posts, but I don't like getting into the left wing, right wing Twitter wars. I just like to enjoy what I enjoy and not stir up the hornet's nest. Unlike 2007 me that was nothing but a total dick (laughs) on social media all the time. So yeah, other than that, take care, have another good week. Hopefully it warms up up here. Um, fuck texas i forgot about that completely hopefully they can get all that stuff sorted out when you think about it because i'm in the middle of canada prairies we're used to minus 40 snaps like we just got out of one a record-breaking one i think for the longest amount of time that it was below i can't remember minus 30 or something but when you look at it you could kind of shrug and be like big fucking deal we get cold up here all the time but This will be the last thing I ramble about. But you have to realize in Texas, how many of those places have heating, whether it's boilers or I highly doubt any home south of the middle of the state somewhere south have a furnace at all and then take their power away in a majority of their homes. It's probably super devastating i've seen pictures of goldfish tanks completely being frozen bricks um it's crazy to realize how the weather is shifting and going all over and i'm not going to get into the whole argument about whether it's a cycle or whether there actually is global warming and i'm just gonna stay away but the whole texas thing and i don't know what it's like in some of the other states like the weather just looked horribly cold everywhere but florida (laughs) and it's so and they're coastal too so it's probably not as bad because they're near the ocean well texas is by the ocean i don't know texas got what was it two to three feet of snow that shit's fucked up and the fact that it's that cold hopefully 
they get it turned around like up here i know that we sent i don't and how do you send people power i don't like is there a power grid that covers i'm assuming power touches everywhere across the north american kind of area like there's but it's weird i guess i've never thought this through how do you how do you send power from saskatchewan to texas and make sure that it's going there to help people that have suffered from power outages it's interesting i'll have to look into this shit (laughs) science um have a good week